The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Yes, this is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mark Noe. How are you doing, Martin? Very well, thank you. Yourself? I think well, I'm doing really well, but I think both of us are struggling now with homeschooling our children. Yes, certainly a struggle. Oh, yeah. If I ever see Janet or John again, you know, they're getting punched in the face. <laughs> um, today's been about monkeys and hats. Nice. Quite weird if you're a seven-year-old. But, Martin, and we'll talk about homeschooling later. Who are we going to speak to today? So this evening, we have one of my favourite guests in the past, the 2016 IFMAR 18th World Champion and all-around really nice guy, David Rutherford. Hi, David. How are you doing? Hi. I'm, uh, I'm all good. Uh, it's pretty cold up here in uh, Sweden right now, but uh, I'm doing fine. I have my my own place to go to whenever I want, so I can't complain, even though I'm pretty excited to get back out racing again. Brilliant. Um, where I live in live uh, in England, there is never any snow. Okay? No yeah. snow. Is, is there, like, snow on the ground in Sweden? Well, I mean, if, when I grew up, it was always snow during the winters down here. I'm, I'm all the way south, so... You know, Sweden is a very long country. Uh, so mm-hmm. up north, you have the very cold and snowy weather. And uh, But yeah, like I would say probably the last five to ten years, it's been very little snow here during the winters, uh, maybe a week here and there. For example, today we had snow like almost a little bit all day, but nothing that stays on the ground. Because it's like, it's always between, I would say, zero and plus three, four degrees. So it never stays for a long time anymore. Right, okay. And of course, uh, as you've said, You've got your, well, it's not you, because I think when we spoke to you last year, you just started on your journey for your sort of your venue. Um, have you been to the your, your track today? Uh, I haven't been today. I had some other stuff to take care of with the computer, but uh, I've been there uh, quite some some time now. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I would say I've been, been there probably four days a week at least, uh, spending full days there. Uh, Lately, been a lot of running, uh, practicing. Um, before that, uh, I would say from September up until November, sometime I was basically only preparing the the facility for the on road track, which I didn't have before. So that one is finished. Uh, so after I was kind of done with putting the layout down for the on road track, I had both tracks ready. So then I kind of took a break from uh from renovating the the facility there's still some stuff left to do but um yeah i spent like almost two months straight just working there every day Uh, i think i was there like 45 days straight uh out of the 50 days before we were supposed to have a swedish nationals which didn't end up happening because of the new restrictions that came um so that was unfortunate but kind of after that uh uh the news that we had to cancel the race just the day before the race was going to happen i I was kind of exhausted after all the work, so it's been ten hour plus days there. Uh, so then after that, I've been just practicing um, quite a lot, actually. I think I never did so much running in my <laughs> in my career as I would normally be, you know, preparing the cars in between races. Yeah, um, we spoke to Elliot Boots a couple of weeks ago, and he's given us the line of "This is like your gap year." Yeah. 
I would, you know, uh, I, I would definitely say something similar. Okay, and and how much sort of the, the work on the the venue, the sort of the physical work and the venue, have you been doing? Have you just have you got hammer and nails out yourself? And yeah, basically, it's been uh, yeah, I've been doing the at at least the last uh, stuff that was done to it now the before uh, before Christmas and so on. I did it mainly myself. Um, before that, I've had some help, uh, obviously from my from my dad and and also uh, my grandpa has been there. But I've kind of been, you know, careful with having him there too much with the COVID situation. I mean, he's a older guy, so I don't want. I will make sure not to give him COVID if I have it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he hasn't been there that much lately. But uh, yeah, and then I had a couple of guys that helped me out that are, are running at the track regularly. So. Uh, you know, but mainly I would say I've done eighty percent of the stuff myself. So it's been a lot of work, but um, I was committed to it many years to go ago to have that kind of a facility in that uh, place. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited and happy to to finally be able to have two tracks, which was always a dream, and and uh, hopefully uh, next maybe next winter I can host some some bigger events. Because you obviously we've seen the videos that you've you've put out quite recently. It looks like a great size. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I think it's pretty close to what they usually run uh at the EOS. Uh, maybe what would make it look a little bit smaller is uh because like at the EOS normally you have all the space around a track. I mean my track is like up against the wall, so uh yeah, definitely some less space for spectators and so on, but uh i think the size is pretty similar it's about 32 by 20 meters right so should be pretty close maybe their uh sizes are just as like two meters longer and wider maybe but not not uh not much difference okay uh and, and is that i think i heard you on the um keenan's no name rc podcast a couple yep. of weeks ago a couple months ago um and i don't know whether you talked about sort of events that you could hold and is is there an issue with are you on like not on the ground floor yeah um so i'm on the second floor and um the the issue is to you know have too many people in the arena because of um, the limitations that would be for emergency exits right okay. uh, so basically we have like a back door and then the the main entry entrance which is like uh through uh um, uh, a staircase um, so it, it would be limited but uh, you know before the, the the inside of the arena looked way different with a lot more uh, walls and so on so it's now it's a big open space obviously for the tracks um, so hopefully I will be able to get it up to 120 around there people so I, I think it's still a decent amount um, to be able to I mean, you can't have too many uh, entries if you want to make a race like Friday, Saturday, Sunday anyway. So maybe it would have to be a limit to 100 people. Um, but I haven't uh, talked to the uh, the owner of the uh, the facility uh, or the building uh, yet. So I will have to do that before I know for sure. But um, yeah. I think, we'll I'm going to say, the last couple of times I've been to the EOS and the Hoodie Arena, I think there's only been like, there's been less than a hundred entered in two wheel drive and about and less than ninety in four wheel drive. So that's still 
That's still great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say most importantly, me and Martin can go. Yeah. For sure. That's amazing. <laughs> no worries. Uh, I'll I save two my... spots for you. <laughs> yeah. Big spots. We're quite big fellas. <laughs> uh, and if you've got any food, we'd like to be close to where the food is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, yep. it's, 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 it's true, though, Martin. It, is, it, is it still an on-road track on one side and off-road on the other side? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So the on-road track is, is actually bigger than the off-road, and it's uh, it's pretty big. I would say it's even bigger than some of the ETS tracks they're running because on that side, the floor was just a little bit smoother than on the side I have the off-road track. So yeah, uh, that's why I had to put the on-road one there. It was actually the place where I had the off-road track from the start, so I moved the off-road track and put the on-road track there. Uh, right. but but like the the straight for example is like 38 meters long yeah um and then it's the same depth as the off-road tracks of 20 meters um so yeah it's a, it's a big track and by far the biggest one we have in sweden and i think any maybe even any permanent uh indoor on-road track uh as of right now i mean if you if you um yeah of course hoodie is big too uh but i would say after that it's probably the the biggest one as Mark's track had to close. Right. Okay. Do you do, do you do quite a bit of on-road practice? Do you find it helps with the off-road quite a bit? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always, I always like to, to drive a lot of on-road. Um, you know, I did some like 2007 with Kyosho uh, when it was pretty big here in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, but then ob- obviously my main uh, or my primary classes have been, has been off-road, but um, so that that's been hard, you know. I've done on road time from time to time, but it's like so. It's uh, probably like once or twice a year at at best, and it means like every time I would go to a track to make a practice day or whatever, I'd need like a week to prepare the stuff because every time it would have changed some new stuff. Maybe they do different batteries, tires, bodies. So yeah, it's been kind of a pain. But now when I have the <laughs> my own track, I I just, you know, I have uh, the table uh, for off-road and one table for on-road, so I can just, you know, which, which class do I want to drive today, and I have everything ready. So it's, uh, it's a lot easier, and it's a lot of fun driving on-road, and I uh, practice a lot with it. And I, I think you can learn from driving any class, basically. I think it's good to have uh, the experience and, and uh, feel of the different classes, because obviously with the touring car and they they go pretty quick, so you have to really be focused, uh, not to make any mistake, and, and making a big mistake can even cost you. I mean, maybe you don't even finish the race, depending on how hard the crash would be. I, I, it's just a lot of, I mean, I would say more intense. Uh, may well, obviously, forward drive on carpet with pins, I would say, is probably the most intense to drive. It's yeah. It's it's uh it's actually pretty difficult, but uh, no, I like on road, and I'm I'd like to make the worlds one day. Just to now, when I have the practice ground, I I'd love to go to the worlds and and say what's up <laughs> and, and and own it. <laughs> we'll see about that. Give give Bruno a taste of his money for coming onto the off road and winning stuff. You can exactly. go back and, go back exactly. and do it the other way. Yep. <laughs> With the worlds. On road world supposed to be in Holland. No, I think it's in Italy. It's in oh, Gubbio. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, do you need to do any qualification? 
for Swede to get to get in the Swedish team? Yeah, or... I mean, uh, I guess every country gets its uh, allocated spots, but um, maybe I, I mean I've never been to an FMA Worlds where the spots have been fully you know filled with drivers. So I think if I you know apply and, and kind of uh, try to get the spot, uh, I'm sure there would be some leftovers that I can fill up. Right, okay. You can just sit there and wait and sort of say, I'm ready to go. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm David Ronafalk. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Um, so one of the things we've seen on, on the, the sort of great videos you've done recently, um, foam tyres on buggies, did you get that idea from running on road? No, uh, I mean... On road, I well, I did some 12 scale in the past with the phones, but touring car, I've used rubber tires. And uh, the idea basically came from everyone else in Sweden started running it. So what 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 I've heard and and what I understood is that uh, you know when 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 clubs have had the carpet in for quite some time, the the carpet gets pretty worn with the rubber pin tires. Uh, and when the carpet gets worn, the wear of the tires starts to increase. So uh, it, it means, you know, you can get, I mean, at some tracks, maybe you get three, four packs before the time or the lap time start to drop off massively. And um, I guess just for the normal hobby drivers and, and the, you know, every week driver that would maybe go practice one, two times per week, they... Uh, they just thought it was a bit expensive, and uh, it began with some people started to to drive with the foam tires because um, I guess contact or uh, they had some donuts for for buggies. So people starting to play around with those, and and you know the tracks didn't have to change; uh, they are still running it on EOS carpet tracks, and uh, you know everyone has seemed happy about it. So it kind of got pretty big and. And um, with me being a good friend of Nicola at Art Race, I, I um, asked him about, you know, some foams and he kind of helped me develop some and I've been testing with them. And honestly, I have to say, it's pretty fun to drive. I <laughs> I almost prefer it over rubber tires because it feels like you have a little bit more give. It's not uh, as, you know, intense, direct response, uh, I would say. Uh, it's a, You have a bit more slide to the rear uh and you know the the main uh the main thing about it is that you know people they they it's a lot cheaper for the people to drive you can get tons of packs out of the one set um and basically from from the first and second pack you have the same lap times until they are finished uh, so it stays i mean even though the diameter goes it goes down you have to yeah increase maybe go bigger on the pinion and stuff uh to follow along with it um but you have like a maybe a ten millimeter diameter range that you can drive from from new until they're done, uh, and the lap times are basically the same from the first pack to the last one you do with them. So, I think that's what people kind of like with it. Um, and as more and more drivers started doing it, that's why basically I had to try and, and and see what it was like. And Honestly, I, I first time I was surprised because I didn't think it was going to be a, like as sensitive in the air and stuff when you give the throttle or brake to to move the car around in the air. But it was actually very responsive and um, 
No, I, I really, I really liked it. I don't think it will hit, be a big thing in Europe, uh, but if uh, you know the, that's what races are gonna be on now in Sweden, I, yeah, I, I would support it because I, I enjoy it. Were you um using cool. additive on them or no additive? No, nothing. No, nothing. So you, you just, you know, uh, you just put them on the wheel and you, you round the edges a little bit and, and then you go. So like the competitive stuff in Sweden, if someone started using additive, would they gain an advantage or, or do you think it would just make it grip roll? Honestly, I haven't even tried it yet. Uh, yeah. I had some questions about it, of course. Uh, yeah. But I haven't tried it. I think if you're just like one guy using additive, I, won't, I don't think it would make a chain uh, um, difference because um, I think it would have to be more drivers putting the stuff down into the carpet to to make it a bigger difference well obviously i mean i don't know until i try it maybe it will make a difference but um the 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 main reason why i what i did with nicola was with a line in the center of the foam and in that way it's it's an easy way to to just you know control the the tire if you have it as a regulated tire at the right right Um, is that like i've seen a green stripe yeah, exactly. So I asked him to, because I saw some 12 scale foam tires in the past had that. So I said, is it possible to make? Because, you know, people are thinking about, you know, running the events on foam tires here in Sweden. And if you would do that with the contact tires that everyone one been using, there will, you know, immediately be a lot of talks about people cheating or whatever, uh, not using the right shore and whatnot. And I say, at least if you have a green line into the tire, it would be a little bit easier to kind of control what tire they're using because as of right now, there is no one else having that. Okay. Brilliant. Um, so did you, you, I think you just said, I was going to ask, did you just sort of true the tire? But I think you said all you did was just sort of round the edge. Yeah. So um, um, again, the, the contact one, comes at the diameter of 84 i think in the for the rear uh, the front it comes uh, in a pretty decent size i think but 84 mil for the rear is just i mean it's way too big uh if you compare it to like a cactus which is like 80 it's okay. four millimeter bigger in diameter and it makes the car drive funny so obviously some people are just putting them on and driving with it like that and you know go with it especially hobby drivers that uh, they get an extra four, four millimeter of diameter before the tire is done. So, but what I wanted, if like, if you're going to have races, uh, so with Nikolai, I asked him to, to make the, the foam in the right width as well. So you don't have to cut it. Uh, so it comes like pre-cut in the right width for uh, the rear wheel and the front wheel, obviously. And I, I also asked him for like a little bit smaller diameter, so basically they're ready to go because a lot of people started chewing them down and that's just a lot of work i thought i i want it to be easy still so uh what they have to do now is they they glue the tire on the on the wheel and after that they they can use a drill they don't have to use a tire truer so they put a one of those uh, adapters you can use for the drill and and kind of just round the edges down with a file and uh, then they are ready to go so I, I just bolt them. I mean, I do like that. I don't trim them down or anything. You just okay. And, and do you know what sure they are? Are they like 32 or 35? Uh, they are uh, 45, 35. Mm. Right, okay. 
Wow. Um, did you did you feel like you had to make what or what changes did you make to your car that I suppose you've been running maybe cactus beforehand? What what changes were you making to your car to make it go really quick on phones? To be honest, I you didn't have to to do much. I um I added some toe in the back uh, just to get the the rear end a little bit more stable. <clears throat> I had to um, move the I moved the shock out uh, in the front arm on the lower front arm and just to kind of remove some initial steering, especially. Um, but that that's just I mean I'm sure that tonight today now when I kind of got used to the driving I I would move it back in because I I like to use a lot of steering. Um, because the way I drive, I, I can have, I have like a very small amount of, uh, travel on my hand on the steering wheel, for example. So I never go full lock because I kind of give it a little, uh, a little bit of a steering. And then I use the get like the throttle to, to work, uh, around the corner and, and to, to get the kind of rotation I want. So obviously, I mean, normally when someone tries my car, they, they think it has a lot of steering. But that's because they are more they're using the full you know throw on the on the steering wheel on the radio, so I mean, I'd say maybe a couple of things, yes, the toe, I think it's uh you have to do that, maybe also make the wheelbase in the rear a little bit shorter um but all in all i I haven't changed anything more than that, basically, so uh I was surprised how close it it uh, uh actually was and was still working. Well, it, it looks really good when we've seen your car go round. Um, yeah, I think the last time we spoke to you, um, we I think you were sort of hinting that there might be a new two-wheel drive hot bodies car coming, and I think in one of the videos you called this the car that we can see you drive a hot wheels, a hot body two-wheel drive prototype. It, yeah. is this is this the same car from last year? Uh, yeah, so last year, um, well, last year I'm still saying 2019. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but, sorry. But uh, in 2019, we, we before the Worlds in Hootie, uh, and also, uh, yeah, it was between the Euros and the Worlds, we got the last kind of version of the prototype uh, that I am still running today. Um, so the plan was to have the car ready last year so in 2020 uh, mm -hmm. but uh, you know due to the situation of everything in the world uh, everything got delayed uh, you know Asia kind of closed down for for quite some weeks or even months I, I don't remember exactly so that delayed the, the production and everything um, and that was unfortunate because it would have been nice to kind of have the final production car already last year so during this break i would have a lot of time to kind of test and and develop a, a good uh, base of setups um so it, it delayed everything but i I'd, i would say we're very close and and probably middle of this year there will be some great news coming and I'm not disappointing uh, more people now <laughs> because i've said <laughs> this many times and uh you know i'm i so i I'm so excited to have it ready. I've been for a long time, and I know it's been way longer than we also thought, but we had some issues uh, throughout the the uh, process of developing everything and and uh, and so on. And uh, yeah, sometimes it 
it doesn't go play play out like you you wish it would. But uh, there should be good news soon. I, Martin, you might need to help me. I can't remember the last time I've seen a hot bodies two wheel drive car. Race car. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think there was one when Hora was on the team back in the day. Um, maybe like. 08 to 2010, somewhere around there. There was a two-wheel drive, I know, for sure. But that was, like, with the rear motor and everything. So, back in the day. And, um, I mean, that that's also a reason why, well, it shouldn't still take so long, but it, it of course, takes longer because we have no diff, uh, experience. Uh, me, as a driver, to develop the two-wheel drive, and it's a new class as well for Adrian. Uh, Torrent has some you know experience from the past working with associated um but he's still been kind of out of the 10 skill game for for some time um and um yeah it's we just had to learn and uh kind of see what the trend was going with them you know with the lay down uh, gearboxes and everything and also like throughout the period we've been developing the car uh, a lot of things have you know changed uh, and a new kind of evolution of cars is, has come and uh, is now the laydown versions uh, of the gearboxes. So yeah, it, it's been a it's been a long yeah, process, the... and uh, I'm happy it's it's uh, soon gonna be finished. Yeah, that last hot body's two wheel drive. Yeah, Mark, what are you in, in the last hot body's two wheel drive had the speedo stuck sideways on the rear diff. Very odd. It was an HB. Two one six. Yeah, yeah. So, so this car, this car came uh, for the Japan Worlds, and I wasn't uh, in, in the development of that car. Uh, mainly, it was the testments at that time. Uh, yeah. And um, I think if this car came, you know, two years earlier than it was released, it would have been a good platform because that was just when you know things started to move from rear motor to to mid motor. Um, and, and yeah, it was just a couple of years late. Uh, the track started to develop, have a lot more grip, it, a lot more people started running carpet, and uh, yeah, it was just um, a platform that never <laughs> that was just released too late. Uh, and uh, you know, we on this new one, there's nothing that is is same from, from the D216, so everything will be new, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I can remember that now when you said about the speedo on like a plate attached to the rear shock tower kind of thing, wasn't it? It was just yeah. on the side of the diff on it up, but you had to put it up on its side. It was it was different. It was. <laughs> okay. What, I think what, what two wheel drive did you use in at the worlds in China then? That was that car, wasn't it? In China, it was the very, very first prototype uh, that we started testing for this product. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was very different from the car I'm running today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I suppose with sort of all the Hot Bodies fans around the world, all the David Ronafalk fans around the world, you know, maybe it's not the time to do anything bold and crazy. You just want a, a, a tense two-wheel drive, ten-scale car that you can get right and get out and get racing with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, I didn't really have a production car since I joined uh, HV back in 2015. 
so yeah, I'm looking forward to just you know receiving a kit, and I can build a car from what I have in that box. Because today it's like a lot of you know parts from from here and there, and we are still using some parts from other manufacturers because still waiting for some molds to be done and and so on. So it's just gonna be nice when when I receive that first kit. Um, it's gonna be a good feeling, I think. And and obviously with the future in 2021, what are your racing plans going forward? To be honest with you, I as of right now, I don't have any. No, anything planned at all. Uh, I'm just kind of waiting uh, and trying to be ready for when it starts. Um, obviously, Montal AJ uh, GP is going to be here in a month. Um, I still think it's going to be very difficult, you know, making that happen for at least for everyone that has to come by by plane. Yeah, uh, maybe some drivers that are nearby that can go by car uh, will be able to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't see. I mean, I want I want to go there. I want to start racing again. But uh, I think it's gonna take a, at least a couple of more months. Um, probably, I think they said uh, in the region where I'm at in Sweden, um, we can get the vaccine in April or something like this, uh, if right. I remember well. Uh, and I will for sure be the want to take it i i uh i want to <laughs> i ne- i never been at home for so long in my yeah. life so yeah. i i just need to go somewhere <laughs> so <laughs> when when i have the chance i will for sure go go to to one race or even go to france to kind of just run some eight scale buggy with adrian or or just do something um something different from from indoor and being here in Sweden. <laughs> Again, I think when we spoke to Elliot, I think Elliot, I, I will say, does Elliot have an advantage being in Italy with Berton and Valente and Baruffalo, and he can practice with them? And, and, and you know, there's no one at your level in Sweden. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that might hinder you in the first couple of meetings, or are you just David Ronafald? You'll be fine. Um, I think I think I'll be fine because normally what I do, if I you know let's say it would be the Montpellier JP, um, I would probably go like a week before, and I would make uh, three track days with Adrian at the track that I know pretty well, so I don't have to you know learn a new track, so I can just get into the feeling of driving eight scale again and um well obviously if i don't do the normally like last year i did the the warm-up as well and uh uh yeah then you you, you can get the feeling of the, the track there uh, but it's been very similar now and i've been going the last two years so if that would be my first race this year i i kind of have a good feeling and also adrian has been running a lot of eight scale uh, lately and, and uh, been working on some new setup IDs and, and stuff that he is really happy with. So uh, I'm also excited to try that um, when I will be able to. Um, but as I said before, I think Montpellier will be difficult for me to attend. Um, I also don't do think that DNC will be tough, even though I would love to go there to kind of defend my titles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
it's probably gonna be until April, May before I can start to travel again. Um, at least as it looks right now. Maybe it will you're, change. But you, but you're you're you've enjoyed your rest. You've enjoyed your gap year. But now you just want to get out, get a vaccine in your arm, fly <laughs> anywhere anywhere in the world, and just race eighth outdoors with you know with the guys who are nearly as good as you yeah i mean that's that's uh that's my job and that's what i love so i can't wait for that to to happen and um even though it's been a gap year i've tried to to make the most out of it um i have uh, renovated the, the facility obviously i practice a lot uh probably more than ever as i said before um I have uh, a new website coming, um, and uh, also I can um, give you a hint that I have a. Uh, I'm working on a web shop, so right. I have a web shop uh, being launched here sometime in the next couple of weeks. So oh. I've kind of started to, you know, build on something that I can have. Uh, as a base on the side for the future, you never know when your when your career as a driver is over. So I want to have start building something up now, and and maybe you know the day I'm done as a driver, there's something to fall back on. Okay, that 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 gives me two more questions, if that's okay, David. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, what are you going to be selling on your web shop? So uh, obviously, with racing and traveling a lot, uh, it will it will be me and my dad, you know, kind of handling things. Uh, my family is probably going to help out as well, uh, but it will be pro- products from the companies that I represent, basically. So I won't do anything big or so on. I will be focused on just the you know the few brands that I that I work with, and uh, and um, yeah, have the right. the, the everything. That I see is uh, important to have in stock. I I'd like to have it in stock for all the races, and it's also uh, a good you know combination with having the facility. I can have you know uh, kind of a shop there um, with with uh, spare. So if drivers you know they break something they don't have, maybe they find it in the shop. So I think that's a good like the the way that most of the or not most but many of the uh, tracks are doing in US like OCRC. They have their Shop outdoor. I mean, outside the track, and I see. I think it's a good, uh, a good way of uh, doing business. Right. So, but then, for people who then can't go to your track, and, and my friend Neil, who lives in Sweden, though he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. sound very Swedish, um, he's already said, you know, it's when, when we're allowed to go, he's going to pick me up at an airport, and we're going to drive to your track, and we'll 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 be there straight away. But one of the things I think we can already buy David Ronafalk oil, but what yeah. we need is David Ronafalk t-shirts and David Ronafalk hats uh, yep. and things along those because that's the bits that you know, if, you know, we, we I might not run a hot bodies or something along those lines, but I know that's yep. one thing when I speak to my mates, we all sit there and I say this to everybody. I've said it to Elliot and Spencer and all those guys. Just just get me a nice t-shirt that I yep. can wear to the pub when we're allowed to go back to pubs. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, my race friends will know it's a David Ronafalk shirt, but like my other friends will just think it was a, a cool T-shirt to wear. What do you think, Martin? Yeah, it sounds perfect. I'm yeah. going to work on that. 
I'll thank make you, you happy. <laughs> thank, thank you. And then my other question was that leads into things. I think I ask you this every time I speak to you. How old are you, David? I'm still 24, turning 25 in March. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so you, I'm not being funny. You, you, if you, I think you're old because you've been around so long. Yeah, I'm starting to feel old. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I still feel pretty young, and I think I have my best years to come. So, I'm excited for what yeah. the future holds. And it must make you okay. It must make you super happy that you know, when you when you see guys like Mayfield and you know Jared being top of the top twenty five and the thing, and you're thinking these guys are like ten and fifteen years older than me. Yeah, and, and, I mean, uh, it's exciting for sure, and it and it shows that uh, you know if you put in the work, you can you can actually stay on top for a very long time. And then, just because we had him on the other, about a month ago, I, I asked Ty Tessman the same thing, and apparently he's twenty-seven, but but I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I, when I well now I know, but when I um, first got to know his age, maybe it was when I joined HB or or whatever. I I was uh, I I was thinking he was same age as me or something like this. Uh, but then I heard he was, I don't know if it's two or three years older, but uh, it was, uh, it, it came as a surprise to me then. Uh, now I, uh, I saw he's growing kind of a beard now, so maybe he'll look a little older. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. But uh, again, um, mate, David, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having such a busy like a couple of weeks and then sparing us half an hour to chat about what you've got up to. And, and I love how you set the internet on fire with some laps of you doing laps with on foam tires. Yes. Um, please keep doing those things. Please keep giving us those little videos because, you know, especially now when all the UK are locked down for the next six weeks, um, yep. you know, it, it, it really does thing. David, before we let you go, would you like to thank your sponsors or your friends or anyone else who's been good for you? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd like to thank all my sponsors, uh, always supporting me, giving me the chance to to live my dream as a RC Pro driver. And uh, and uh, I hope uh, all your listeners and everyone enjoy the, the time and, and hopefully I can be back one day again. Brilliant. Okay. David, thanks very much for your time. Speak to you Thank soon. You. Thank you. Bye now. Well, that was great speaking to David. Um, really nice of him to join us. It's a, it's a bit later in Sweden, but not as snowy as I thought. No, not at all. I was surprised mm. by that. And then, I, not that anyone's really interested, but I was looking at me weather app, and apparently it's going to snow in Liverpool tonight. Yeah, it's meant to down here, but I don't think it will. We're too far south in the farmer land. And we're too close to the sea, as far as I'm concerned. But we'll let's see what happens. Um, and, and obviously, because I'm a good boy, I can remember to thank Tom Yardy for joining us on what we can clearly say is the best podcast RC podcast episode in 2021. Yeah. Um, because it was the first, and being the first is clearly the most important thing. Um, so I will say that I did catch the grid talk um most of the grid talk podcast when i was out and about this afternoon uh and they were speaking to her coach Fenger. Is that, is that the fella 
Coach Wenger. Coach like, Wenger. Arsene the Wenger. Old, the Arsene Wenger. Yeah, well, that's his Kurt, nickname. Kurt, Kurt Wenger, yeah. Kurt, the Coach Wenger. Really good. Uh, you know, there were some really good bits. I think he was involved in B4 engineering and things like those and associated. So I thought I really enjoyed it. It was like Aiden vintage, not vintage, vintage. Um, so please, you know, if you've listened to this, you would definitely enjoy the Grid Talk RC podcast. Yeah, I've hashtag. listened to it a few times. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hashtag. Well, me and you like it because we're not on it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because that's what we listen to. And, and they're much more polished than we are. Yeah, which I enjoy. Hashtag Team Russ. Um, so that's probably it. Well, none of us went racing this week. Um, I did. I think I did put some posts on Facebook where I've got my fancy clinic titanium turnbuckles, and then I bought some titanium captured ball joints to put on them. Um, and I just managed to um, sort of put them together. And I've seen just found another reason why everybody should buy a Schumacher. Are you ready? Go on. The captured ball studs, right? Maybe yeah. put the turnbuckles on. Dead easy? Yes, they do. I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. You know, I'll put a bit of grease on and did it. And oh, hang on. These are perfect. When you hit Tony Newland up for a sponsorship deal, did he realize how crap you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. He's totally, you know, it's quite. We can get into this slightly now. I often see from my American friends, I often see from the, um, like I'm going to say the meme posts, Memo yeah. Buggy and Josh yeah. something or all of those ones. Um, Josh, Josh Boring. Josh Boring. Uh, who's the other? Um, team Abrociated. Um, yeah. I, I no, love some of that. Yeah, and there's something Butters as well. Oh, I don't know that one. So, yeah, I think there's another one. Okay, so I always see that, especially the Americans are all always picking on, you know, sponsored contract customers, drivers, yeah. which I'm not being funny. I am the king of the contract <laughs> customer. Okay, that is me. And I always love the fact that, you know, you know, these guys can't even make it out of a sea and they're putting posts on Facebook, and they've got sponsorship, and I'm like, yes, that's me, that's me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being whatever people want to call us. You know, what I would say is, you know, do something, do it better than somebody else, or as us, just do something, and don't be as bad as everybody else, and, and we'll be fine. So that's probably the only thing I've got to chat about. Um, clinic have certainly been very good and sent me some lovely stuff. Uh, Muzz will probably want us to s welcome oh, Travis as come Travis Amecula. Travis Amecula. Um, Travis we'll Amecula. Just call him Peanut because that's his nickname. Yeah, I've seen a few people call him Peanut. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, welcome Peanut to the hashtag Schumacher family. He actually um, just followed myself and Kev Lee to Schumacher because he was with PR. He was with PR. Was he, was he Durango as well? He was, yeah. So Durango, PR, uh, Schumacher family now. And uh, the Americans seem to be really happy. Well, okay. 
this is recorded on like the 7th or 8th of January. Americans seem to be happy with Travis joining the Schumacher family. Generally, <laughs> Americans don't seem to be happy right now. Um, and we'll leave this with just be safe, people. I don't know. I be think there's some, there's some happy Americans at the 2021 CRCRC Winter Midwest Championship that's happening this weekend. Yeah, they've, they've had Cavalari, a lot will be making his TLR debut. Yes, I've seen some pictures. I've seen some videos. I don't know um, if there'll be any live racing on anywhere or any of it being shown live. I think someone said, it might have been my mate Dale Best, hmm. came around and said, I think Live RC have got some coverage. Oh, that'd be cool. Something to watch. So you can't be doing it. You can watch it. I think that somebody else was saying that that's where we're going to have some sort of feed. That would be brilliant if that's the case. We can watch the CRCRC. Um, oh, hang on. Are you saying the CRCR, whatever that is? That is, is that the Midwest Championship? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just on Facebook and they're calling it CRCRC Winter Midwest Championship. I, I, I got confused. I thought there was one meeting called CR, let's just call it CRC. And another Midwest thing. So, no, CRCRC no. in Ohio. Track looks nice, dirt track with some blue infield. It looks really nice. Yeah, that's, it's normally the warm up for the Reedy race, isn't it? In oh. our heads. As in, it's the week before yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Reedy yeah. races. I'd forgotten there was no Reedy race. Now you've just reminded me. Made me sad again. Sorry, boss. That's all right. What I can do is I can watch Corey Drakenberg's Come Drive With Us Reedy Race video for the hundredth time and feel better again. Yeah, um, I think, well, the other, as you mentioned, Corey, I think Corey put some posts out, uh, I think because the pro line changes. Yeah, he's, yeah. You know, it's, he's not, well, I, maybe he's not getting the support he's getting from pro, got from pro on the past, but I, then, I think he put a post up the next day that said, that other people have approached him and he thinks he'll be able to continue on and, and do more yeah, of these I things in the so, future. They are awesome. So I hope he does. They are, you know, I love watching them. I can't wait to see the one about um, the worlds in, in Trenton last year. Oh, okay. That should be out soon. So that'd be a good one to watch. That would be a good one with all the brick. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, we we love the hoodie arena. I love the hoodie arena. I've never been, but I it's on my bucket list. Yeah, it's got some good bars, good nice places to go for drinks. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of steps. If any, obviously our massive Slovakian listenership is the steps bar, and of course the black and white. I bar thought you meant. Well. I thought you meant like the really crap '90s band. Then I know. Excuse me. <laughs> Everyone else has stopped listening now, but I spent at least 45 minutes trying to explain to, I believe, one of the owners of the Steps Bar whether this was named after the band with Lee Latchford Edmonds and Hagen. Right. Clearly, I don't think it is. Right. I don't think it is. I think it's just because it got a lot of steps in it. The, oh, the, okay. The, the club is kind of upstairs. Um, right. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, right. So, mate, that that'll be great for us for tonight. So, as Joey has either slept in or fell asleep in the bath, I think he's fallen asleep in the bath. He, so. Yeah, you know he's probably got a candle, hasn't he? Put a bath bomb in. I, I just think he likes to avoid the big names. 
They scare him. <laughs> it's gonna be fun next week. And, and considering we have big names on, they're probably glad he's not here. Probably. probably yeah, because they, they're, they're scared of him. Scared I miss, of him. I, I'm missing Jerry. I've not talked to him much lately because I've been very ignorant and busy. Oh, but it happens. And he doesn't play Warzone with me anymore. Come on. We just need to have three minutes on Warzone. We've got to talk Warzone. Hey, you have well, to talk about David on Gyro. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I'd like to officially apologize <laughs> to Davide Ongaro for falling for Elliot Booth's cruel, cruel trick <laughs> of, of what, getting one of his mates to clearly change his name to Davide Ongaro on Warzone, <laughs> take the win, put it on Facebook, and I just thought, I'm not being funny. That's brilliant. I'm not being funny. That's... That's Davide Ongaro being funny and clever, and he's changed his name, his own name. To, but apparently, as Davide and also his dad through a private message confirmed, that is not Davide. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> but both of them are totally fine. I have, you know, we haven't spoken to Davide or Maru. Or won't um, we now? <laughs> I think I think we'll be alright. I think I've completely hmm. done that. Um, I think we'll, we might need to do some sort of pincer movement with Ross and just make sure one of us get them. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think we just needed to, one, have a post. It was nice to have a post as we sort of all entered lockdown and terrible, and these sort of things. And then I just saw that and I thought, you know, as I hashtag feedback as a gift for people, you know, don't post anything on Facebook without a picture. And then we luckily got that picture. Um, what it's also pointed out is lots of people who listen to this are much better at Warzone than I am. Yeah. When, you know, guys are going, oh, I've had 50 rides in that helicopter. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm not being funny. Yeah, Glenn I'm... Downer and Callum had two wins the other night. Yeah, I've not had a win for absolutely ages. It's a shame. Um, um and before we get rid of everybody for Warzone chat, um, I was watching Marley13, who is my favourite YouTube person at the moment, and he has said that the DMRs have not actually been nerfed. No, yeah. they haven't. I've, I found that out today, point blank. They've not been changed. They've not been changed. So that's it. Oh, well, at this point, um, unless we get a lot of messages saying not to do this, uh, and as we've got no racing in the next six weeks, we've got some things lined up. It's not a problem. We've got some people to chat to. We've got like a the Pro lined up and all of these other things sorted for the next couple of weeks. What we might do for an episode is think, if I can get my Warzone to work again, or me, Joey and Martin can just play Warzone for an hour, record it on Discord, and then you can try. I don't know if we can... I don't know what we can do. We can chat about Warzone. We can get get people just to turn up, just to give us some abuse while playing Warzone, and we'll put we, that out as an episode. Yeah, I, I can stream it at the same time out there. They'll only hear me, but if we're on Discord, then they can. I don't know. We can do something. I'm not being funny. We're going to have to do something else to fill the sort of next six weeks. Uh, we can't just wait for the track walk to have another Super Friends episode because they just seem really busy. Um, also, sorry, last this is the last thing before Martin thanks the sponsors. We did have a, a lovely comment on one of the posts we made regarding somebody else who I've, I've chatted to a bit on Facebook regarding RC cars, but he'd never listened to a podcast before, and I just assumed that people knew what these things were. So when we get back to tracks or when we're chatting to people or people talk about what they're doing, just 
it would be great if you just say, well, I'm not with Ronnie. I listened to the track walk, um, you know, ran out of talent, who we should have mentioned to, uh, to David Ronafalk because Joe Zaye was teaching David how to trim tires on Facebook. Um, you know, just make sure the guys that we know that they are, they know that we exist and we listen and there are many different uh, podcasts that we can listen to. Um, that's probably it. Martin, before we carry on for too long, would you like to thank your sponsors? Yep, so I'd like to thank all the guys at Schumacher, uh, John at RC Octane, Brian at Scoos for RC, Richard RDT. I think that's it. Yourself at RC Games? RC Games, yeah. That's my my own personal fun sponsor. And everyone that plays RC Games, thank you very much. Have you got a lovely a vector, a lovely vector of your RC Games logo? I believe I have. I just don't. I just can't find it anywhere. I, wow. there, must, there must be something about it because people have had it put on towels and stuff. And oh, oh so, so positive perception products I, I should think, have I your vector. Mark, yeah, I think Mark's got it at um, positive perception. He does my awesome pit towels and pit boards and various other goodies. Yeah, because I think I'm going to need to get some me T-shirts done and some stickers done, so I'll maybe I should yeah, get some awesome game stickers. I think you should. I think I should. I think um, you should. Everybody all around the world, please stay safe. Yes. Uh, let's see some pictures of you rebuilding cars. Let's see some pictures of you refreshing diff, changing shims behind the big gears in gear diff, um, and all the cool things that we can do when we're at home. And if you are racing uh, and you are doing Facebook reports, let's see a picture. I don't, I don't just want to see a picture of a, a rostrum with you on it. I'd want to see a picture of your track. I want to see a picture of the cars. And I want to see a picture of your mates having a good time. So let's get a few of those in for the Brits who really can't go racing at this moment in time. Is that okay, yeah. boss? Sounds good to me, mate. Please like and share this podcast. Please like and share all the podcasts, including the very special ones with Roger Mills in. And please give Jerry lots of abuse. Yeah, for having a lovely bath with a scented candle and a bath bomb. Yep. He's probably made himself a sandwich. In the bath. In the bath. All stuck in his beard. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. So so that that has to be the end, mate. I'll I'll speak to you soon. Bye. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, hang on. I'm going to leave that bit in. Hang on. Don't swear. Ah,